the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone. And uh, and by gosh, we, our, our worldwide audience is intact. I can almost see them all. <laughs> no, not really. But uh, I know you're all out there, and thank you for joining us for the Rescuers Radio Show. And uh, you can always follow uh, Rescuers Radio Show at uh, rescuersradioshow.com. Org, and you can uh, donate or be a partner or whatever you'd like to do. But you'll also find all the all the shows that we've had uh, in uh, podcast form. And of course, we air every Thursday at five thirty at uh, Faith Talk thirteen sixty and Faith Talk thirteen sixty dot com. My guest today is uh, a great organization based here in Phoenix and does work all over uh, most of the a lot of the country. My guest is Lydia Guzman, and uh, Lydia is the Director of Advocacy and Civic Engagement at Chicanos por la Causa. That's right. How about that? Thank you so much for having us. I'm so pleased to be here. I'm glad you are here. And and Lydia, I'd like to start off the show, uh, as I I do this for all the Rescuers radio shows, because our audience is not, uh, maybe not, doesn't know who our guest is, and uh, give us a... um, Share with, if you would, your personal backstory. How did you get to this point in your life? Sure, sure. So um, I am actually an activist from Los Angeles, believe it or not. And so I, um, my background is I've always been involved in helping the community become politically engaged. That just means um, voter registration, get out the vote, knocking on doors, encouraging people to participate in the process, in the voting process. Um, I learned early on through uh, different conversations and growing up that in order for a community to be empowered, you have to you have to uh, belong to the process. You have to be part of the process in in the selection and also um, encouraging people to run for office. And so that's my background. And so um, I did that. I came to Arizona where I worked for the Secretary of State, uh, Betsy Bayless. Oh, yeah. And uh, here at the, at, in Arizona, we did quite a number of initiatives. Under her administration, we became the first state in the nation to have totally paperless voter registration. Um, other states were doing voter registration where you 
download a form and then you had to sign it and then submit it here. What we had is we had state of the art technology where, you know, when you have your driver's license, your, your signature is digitally saved. And so everything is already online. Why not just register to vote online? And so we became the first state and this was back oh. in 2002, I believe. <laughs> and so this, this was quite a while ago. And of course, technology changes, but um, I'm glad to have been part of that process. And since then, I have been doing everything possible to ensure that um, our communities are empowered and have a voice. That's awesome stuff. So, uh, and then you landed with uh, Chicanos Por La Causa. Uh, it's one of the largest and most significant nonprofits in Arizona. Please take us back to the beginning and uh, the programs in this nonprofit, folks that are listening, is enormous. You guys have so many different areas where you're changing and saving lives every day in a broad, broad scope. But how did how did all of this come come to be? Well, Chicanos por la Causa started in 1968, 52 years ago, and it started um, really as a group of students were, um, they were upset because of inequities with the university system and with the schools, and what they were looking for was, um, were, were, equities with with the Chicanos and the Chicano movements. And so the students got together. They did student walkouts. There were student walkouts that were taking place in the 60s all across the country in Los Angeles and Texas and here in in Phoenix. And it was through Phoenix Union High and through the University of Arizona. Some of the students came together and they formed this, this organization called Chicanos por la Causa. Now, let me tell you what that means. Yes. Chicanos is the the term that Mexicans Americans you know use to describe themselves, and this is just a a term that's you know kind of like mestizos or whatever. But this is Chicanos, Mexican Americans. Um, mostly, it's um, Latinos who were born in the country. Um, they grew up here, and maybe they have you know Hispanic descent. Um, the Chicanos por la causa means for the cause, and so the cause has evolved from 1968 to now. We started doing uh, social justice. It was a matter of trying to gain um, equality, trying to work on just programs that were to to gain equal access. Nobody wanted anything more, just equality. Mm -hmm. But at some point, Chicanos por la Causa, as it grew, it grew into programs to drive political and economic empowerment. And that actually is our mission. Um, we Our mission is we drive political and economic empowerment. And basically what that means is we not only do some of the things that I just described earlier through political empowerment and helping our communities have a voice, but also um, we try to support them economically. And supporting a community economically is also another way to become empowered by ensuring that they are um, buying homes, that they're starting businesses, that they're gaining um, uh, equal opportunities to employment, um, all of those things so that they can thrive politi- economically. And so this is this also creates a strong community. And so that's what we do. Absolutely. And and um, and you're is not just I mean, you, you, you're in Arizona for sure. You're based here in Phoenix. But uh, but you you're in four or five, five different states. That's right. Yeah. So we have grown. Um, 
We did start in Phoenix, but now we have services in Texas, in New Mexico, in Nevada, in California, and we're looking to expand in a few more other states. And so um, I, w- I won't you know, announce them yeah. just yet until it's a sure thing. <laughs> so, but, um, but what we're doing in some of the other states is we're expanding our programs. Some of our programs that we're expanding um, include early childhood development, uh, we do home ownership and home ownership um, education, so that people can 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 do that. We do a lot of um, 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 we have partnerships with with the federal government. Everything from uh, recipients of of federal funds to do social services, all the way to SBA. We are. Uh, number two in giving SBA loans, just second to Chase oh, wow. Bank nationally, wow. especially during this pandemic, yeah. we gave out um, uh, you know billions of dollars in SBA loans, and so you know we were recognized nationally by the SBA in in helping uh, small business, women business, you know, survive during this pandemic. Well, that's a great honor through the PPP yeah. loans, and yeah. so you know we were able to help communities sustain and stay afloat during this pandemic. So it seems like. Uh the, the 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 base belief if i understand it correctly is is human dignity and 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 having departments or having uh services that do that um and we're going to we're going to i'd like to go deep into the kinds of services but i saw a staggering number on on the website uh you serve about 2 million people this past year, right? That's right. That is our community impact this past year. And the pandemic really highlighted the need. Um, one of the things we do and we do well is help families that are going through crisis. Um, the crisis can consist of um, we do workforce development when people lose their jobs and they're looking to us to help them find a job. Mm-hmm. We have that's major right now. Yes, that's major. We have several apartment buildings across the state where we're able to provide um, affordable housing. We also help people um, stay in their homes when they already have mortgages and or buy a home and start businesses. Just like I said, with we do have a lending arm where we do micro loans and you know we, we partner. But the the through the um, the relief packages that Congress passed, as they gave uh, emergency money to help with rental assistance, utility assistance, and all those emergency needs, our organization was one of the organizations that helped distri- in the distribution of those funds through in equivalency to the community action programs that are out there. Mm-hmm. So families can come to us and apply for um, for assistance. And so... So our doors were open to help those families in need. And these were the crises that that we were seeing on top of the regular services that we were already providing because we provide services to families and and some of them are an ongoing emergency. Substance abuse, for example. We do do programs with trafficking. We we have domestic violence shelters. Mm we have senior centers that's and right so, where all the spikes have been that's since right. Uh, covid right and 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 it, it did spike during covid yeah, and so our our services were in greater demand mm-hmm. yeah. so um if you're just joining uh the rescuers uh radio show 
you're listening to Lydia Guzman, Director of Advocacy and Civil, Civil Engagement at Chicanos por la Causa. Causa. And I, I, I see, Lydia, there, there's uh, five distinct areas that you zero in on. But within those five areas, um, health and, and human services, housing, education, um, economic development, advocacy. But, and within each of those, there's a long list of services that you provide. So let's go into maybe uh, at a high level, and then we'll get to a lower level of these services. What, what, you've already named a few. Sure. And, and so the, the social services is uh, what a lot of folks in the community might know us for, like the families, mm-hmm. um, when they reach out to us. Um, those are the counseling. We do a lot of counseling. We do a lot of programs where families can come to us, whether it's counseling for their children, whether it's substance abuse. We do programs for AIDS, AIDS awareness, AIDS education. Mm, wow. We also have, like I mentioned, the the um, the uh, um, domestic violence shelters. Um and we we help also people with their sit with their immigration stuff. We have immigration offices in which we provide immigration services. We have um, staff that is uh, uh, registered and qualified to give you know immigration services with federal immigration courts, mm-hmm. uh, not only in the Summerton area in Tucson. And so, you know, we have provided so many of those immigration services help people not only gain legal status but also become citizens through our programs. So it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like you could do all of these by yourself in 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 uh Chicano's uh, por la causa you reach out and, and and partner with lots of other agencies, nonprofits maybe or are you that that large uh association to do all of these things? You, you know, I am the first to recognize, I think, that no one organization can do everything by themselves. Uh, You know, as much as, you know, we'd like to, and this is, you know, two million people is a big number. We didn't do this by ourselves. We have to partner with other organizations. There are other organizations that we look to to provide supplemental services. For example, if there is a family that has um, just you know, received an apartment and they have no furniture, we'll reach out to partners like St. Vincent de Paul, uh, for yeah. example. Or, you know, if, if uh, we work with St. Mary's Food Bank on on meals, mm-hmm. you know, or, or free emergency food boxes, um, you know, and like the Area Agency on Aging, where we work collaboratively with them so that we can provide them with information and advocacy for our senior citizens, our residents, because we want to advocate for them as well and protect them too. You know, all of our vulnerable populations, we partner with outside organizations, you know, whether they're in the disabled community, we'll partner with organizations like Disability 360, 360, Mm -hmm. Ability 360, or AARP, or you know, the Children's Action Alliance or, you know, other organizations where we're sharing resources, we're sharing knowledge, and at the same time, we're, you know, uh, I think it's a matter of finding the best way to help a vulnerable family. So other than the the five states that you're operating in right now, 
it seems to me, is there another agency like the even close to being like this? No. Probably not. I'm getting the notion not. No. So, so Chicanos por la Causa, because we have been around for 52 years now, um, we are the largest nonprofit in the country, the Latino nonprofit in the country. Um, we do have quite a large staff as well. And I think I saw the number was like 900. Uh, no, no, actually, that that's an old number. Now we we did increase, and we're close to near the two thousand now. Wow. So, and you know, and we had to grow. We had to grow because the need is there. So, <laughs> and um, absolutely, and and because we are growing in other states, you know, obviously, I don't know what the number is in other states, but we, and we're still looking. If you're looking for a job, please look at our website, cplc dot org. We're looking to hire qualified talent. Um, the families that we serve. Um, there is a misnomer that we only serve Latino families, and that's not true. Though a good percentage of the population that we serve are Latinos, but we serve everybody. Anybody that needs assistance or that needs help or or guidance, whether they're looking to start up a business or whatever, they can come to us, and we'll be glad to help them. It, nice. You know, it, it doesn't matter what background they are. Yeah. So... Um You've already mentioned a, a, a few of the of the larger areas, but uh, when, when you're dealing with uh, homelessness, which has probably increased since the COVID um, of last year and still going on, mm-hmm. uh, and and it, it's a problem that doesn't seem to ever uh, it doesn't take care of itself. But you're there for them, and, and how do you serve that community, for instance? So we are in the middle of. Um, buying several pieces of property. We already have um, several apartment units. You know, um, we we have subsidies through that are owned by Chicanos por la Causa subsidiaries. Um, one of them is called Tiempo, which is our property management company. And Tiempo um, has affordable apartments for families. Um, so, you know, what we do is we we do ensure that, um, you know, the families, of course, they qualify and they're able to, you know, uh, to pay. But we, we're we not in the business of gouging. <laughs> but um, we understand that there is a need. We are currently developing several other pre- pieces of property along the Central Corridor yeah. in Mesa, in, um, oh, my gosh, I can't remember. There's, there's several other areas where we just purchase pieces of land and we're developing and work, working with um with uh, developers to make sure that we have provide affordable housing. Yes. So um, we don't do um, public housing, but we will do affordable um, because we use that to sustain ourselves, our organization. Yeah. So. so you do that in out of the home office in Arizona. How does that fit with the other states that you're in? So our other states also have um, operations and they have, you know, separate budgets. And so, they they do the same thing. They do the same thing. For example, in Las Vegas, which is a huge market for housing, mm-hmm. um, they're working very hard not only to develop and, and create affordable housing, but we're also um, helping people into home ownership. You know, in Las Vegas, we just acquired a um, – we're working with the city of Las Vegas, and we acquired a program to help homeless individuals. And, you know, the, the city of Las Vegas has a homeless um, situation. Um, I, I don't believe in calling it a crisis, but it, there, there's, there's definitely the, the presence of, of homeless individuals there. And um, what we do is we 
provide wraparound services. And that's, this is why the city of Las Vegas reached out to us to partner with us on this, was because we're able to provide them with not only the counseling, to, to find ways to get them back on their feet, um, some housing, and also um, workforce development. We partner with different employers to make sure and, and help find them a job, a job that will help sustain them. Um, you know, we have workforce development offices there. We have um, here in in Arizona, we have um, three offices in the Phoenix metro area and then one in Tucson. And our employers are constantly looking for talents. And, and wow. they're quality employers like the APSs or some of the cities or some of the, you know, the, the counties. So these are quality employers because we want to make sure that when – an applicant goes through us that they find something that's going to be able to sustain them and help sustain their families. So when it comes to youth, for instance, uh, you supply a lot of programs and a lot of ways to helping youth in very many different ways, right? That's correct. As a matter of fact, we have um, uh, charter schools, charter high schools in Tucson. And um, our schools have helped uh, students that we're not making it through the regular school system or, you know, they find it difficult through the regular school system. And we ensure and find a way to help them uh, get back on track so that they can get their high school graduation. Um, very proudly, we claim one of one of our alumni from, from uh, our charter high schools in Tucson is State Representative Alma Hernandez. And she very proudly talks about her experience in our charter schools. And when I see her uh, speak at the legislature, it just, you know, brings butterflies to, to my <laughs> stomach to see, you know, this is a product of mm. what we're able to, to, to put out because, um, you know, it's not just, you know, putting out and, and helping them get a high school diploma. It's also giving them a sense of conscience of community. And, and you can see it right there. Absolutely. So, um, gosh, so, so for instance, in uh, in the area of addiction, uh, do you work with? Uh, do you have your own facilities, or do you have to work with um, those services that are in the areas of the states you're in, even including Arizona? So we we do have facilities. We have um, counseling facilities. We have a really big one in Sixty uh, Seventh Avenue and Indian School here in in West Phoenix. And um, we have counselors, and we have all of the wraparound services in there besides counseling. Um, we also work with the court system. A lot of times we get referrals from the courts, mm-hmm. not only for uh, substance abuse, but we also get referrals for um, parenting. Um, sometimes when parents have gone through the DES system or DCS system when their children are at risk or their children have been taken away and they're working on a plan to regain custody of their kids, um, they often refer to organizations that can help parents um, go through counseling or maybe substance abuse or programs that will just, you know, put them back on track. Mm -hmm. And we help them in every way possible because that's our goal too, to make sure that parents get back on track. And, um, in that facility on 67th Avenue in Indian School, we partnered with United Healthcare, and United Healthcare gave us a, a huge grant to help. Um, they understood early on that um, the there's something called the social determinants of health, in that where it's hard to get someone healthy 
when you have other social factors that are uh, that are obstacles to getting them back on health. And well, so even the domestic violence issue, domestic right? violence, yeah. housing, whether they need, whether they're on the brink of becoming homeless, whether they're going through substance abuse issues, whether they lost their job, those things are important. And it's hard to get someone healthy if you have the other social determinants that are are the obstacle. And so they invested and partnered with us to build this really big site on 67th Avenue in Indian School to to bring folks to become health, healthy in a holistic manner. My goodness, the, what the services you provide are just fascinating and the fact that you're able to do that uh, pretty much largely on your on your own. Well, and, and it's not on our own. I mean, we like I said we partner with with other organizations. I mean, and I'm so happy yeah. to say that, you know, when we partner with other organizations, um, are at, because we're able to not only advocate for the individual families, but also, um, you know, uh, one area that we didn't touch is, you know, the advocacy part. We also advocate for policies that help families, that help support family structures. That means at the legislature as well. So, yeah, well, all, all have to be in, right? That's right. <laughs> so um, um, we're down to our last minute and a half or so. Uh, if if there's people listening right now in our in our audience that would love to contact Chicano's Por La Causa, how do they do that? Well, they can reach us at six zero two two five seven zero seven zero zero, or they can also look online cplc.org, and they can. There's several different phone numbers to the different programs that we have. If you know of a family, please refer us. We'd be more than happy to help. Very good. Uh, Lydia Guzman, Director of Advocacy and Civic Engagement at uh, Chicano's Perla Causa. And so nice to have you here today and, and your entire agency. Please give them the message. You are, you, you are rescuers and Thank you for uh, having changing us. and saving lives every day. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in. You can listen to, uh, at uh, the next program Thursdays at 530 FaithTalk1360.com Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.